Welcome to The Detail Rag. I'm your host, Brian, where we talk about auto detailing, the people, the products, and the processes that encourage us to share the shine. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Brian. Got a super, super cool guest today. I'm super excited about talking to Dave Barker from Detail Kegs. Dave, are you there? I am. I made it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Hey, man, thank you so much for uh, taking out the time to do this. I appreciate it. Um, Dave, people can find you at uh, detailkegs.com, correct? Yes. Okay. And they can also find you at Detail Kegs on Facebook. Um, any, any place else they need to find you? Um, I think that's about it. I mean, YouTube, um, but that's, yeah, I think that's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. Uh, super excited that you're here. You know, uh, we have time and you taking some time out to spend a little time talking to me is super cool and I appreciate it. Um, Let's get started. Let's get right into it. Tell me a little bit about you and about your very, very, very beginnings of getting into the detailing industry. Tell me a little bit about you, Dave, and how, how you got here. Right on. So, uh, I mean, I guess just very, 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 very beginning. It, I mean, when I was a kid playing around with waxes, I bought my first buffer when I was, I mean, when I was pretty young. Um, but I mean, I always had a day job. I, I turned wrenches for quite some time on a bunch of heavy equipment, um, hydraulic ground equipment. I traveled all over the country working on all sorts of stuff. It was crazy. Um, okay. But all through that, like on my own personal stuff, friends, family, like I, I enjoy detailing. Um, the cleaning aspect, buffing paint, all that, waxing, etc. cetera. Um, have, you, last, have you ever – go ahead. The last day job I had – um, it was in the mining industry and I mean, it just started falling apart a handful of years ago. And I was like, man, do, do I, do I find something else to do part-time? Do I, what would I do? So I just started detailing more part-time, I guess. I, I got legit, got my business license, got insurance, all that. And then eventually I got laid off and it's like, man, do I find another job? Or do I run with detailing? And I, I started running and then with just detailing in general, the business aspect, trying to get, you know, profit margins up, et cetera. I mean, rinseless washing was the only thing that started making sense to me because it, because of the clients I had, the conditions I was working in. And then with, with just that evolved to pump sprayers, which evolved to home brewing kegs, which turned into detail kegs, which is here we are today. So just for people who are listening, what do you, when you were back in that, back in that time period, when you were trying to make the decision, when you got laid off to just stick with the detailing, what was your biggest what was the biggest obstacle that you overcame as far as marketing and finding new clients? So, I mean, that's, it's a good question. Cause there's, I don't think there's a, a really a magic answer for that. It's, I think just after a while, after you grind so hard, your, your name gets out just a little bit and, and people just start calling you. Right? But at the same time, you got to do a pretty good job as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Go just got to keep grinding. Yeah. Just got to keep grinding. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. 
you got to be crazy enough to put in that kind of work. <laughs> so you and I, um, when, when you and I met back in February, we actually met at Freedom Fest, which yep. is a, you and I are both ADG guys. We love yep. uh, Wipeout. Yep. We're both Rensselaer guys. Um, when you, uh, how did you come across the ADG brand? So, I mean, I used O&R for a long time. Um, pump sprayers, my home brewing kegs. And then it just branching out from there. I tried all sorts of different waterless, rinseless products. I mean, all sorts of stuff. And Wipeout ended up working the best for me. So, with that, I mean, they had Fbot. I started putting that in my, my home brewing kegs. And it just started, my efficiency just started cranking up it was crazy and it's like man like like this line's pretty pretty good so that's that's when i started really heavily using them it i was a, a customer of adg before i even talked to billy <laughs> okay so as as sounds. <laughs> what's that as crazy as it sounds it, yeah it's crazy as it sounds. yeah when you um how did you where was the break and did you start out traditional? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, yes. The, the 10-bucket. What, <laughs> what was it for you that, that created that? How did, you, how did you step into the rinseless world? I guess, I don't know, just, just wanting – wanting to really increase my, my profit margins. I think that's what really, really pushed me the bottom, the bottom line of everything because traditional washing takes so much time and to get, to get a, a decently fast traditional wash, you have to move. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you can, you can traditionally wash a car in, in, in 20 minutes, but you are sweating bullets by the time that car's done. <laughs> Okay. So when you, did you just see, um, again, I think you and I both see the efficiencies and the simplicity of a rinseless wash. And uh, for me, again, I've been around a long time. So the waterless industry to me, as soon as I figured out that I could take basically just spray bottles somewhere and clean a car and make money, I was kind of like a kid in a candy store. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to have all that stuff that everybody else has and I'm still making some money. So when you came across the waterless wash, you were probably like everybody else. You just keep trying new things and trying new things until you stumble across something that actually provides that efficiency for you. <laughs> so kind of the, the first bottle of owner I ever bought, I actually threw away. Like I'm serious. First time I used it, I, I swirled the crap out of my truck. I was like, this stuff is garbage. Like, everybody's crazy. Like, rinseless washing is done. Like, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. And then that's when that pushed me to start opening my profit margins, opening my mind a little bit to be like, man, like, like if these people are still ranting and raving about this, because there was like a probably a solid year in, in between throwing that away and buying another bottle. <laughs> really oh yeah okay you know what i mean so you went back to the for a year oh yeah i was like no like that stuff's garbage like there's no way there's no way 
So, it, I mean, a year later, people are still ranting and raving. It's like, man, it has to work. So, it, I mean, there's, there is, there's some technique to it and it you just, it's like any other tool per se. You can't just pick it up and run with it and, and expect to hit a home run. It, it just doesn't happen. There's, there's practice, right. there's technique to it. There's, there's a little learning curve, but once you figure that out, I mean, it, the, the results are identical. <laughs> Let's so can, can we let's both throw it out there right now and just say there's an art to it. Yes. <laughs> um, I just I can't even tell you how I stumbled across ADG. I really can't. But I can tell you that uh, as soon as I bought my first bottle, I was like, holy cow. But, you know, as as the first bottle of white bottle I bought, I was like, holy cow, man, what, what is going on with this stuff? And yeah. I've become, I, I kind of came from a, the waterless end of it into the rinseless end of it because I don't know about you in Utah, but here in Ohio, things are a little dirtier. So I felt like I was getting a little bit better clean and a little bit better wash from the rinseless end of it than the waterless end of it. Mm, I got gotcha. you. So... But uh, I just I love wipeout. I- I'm sorry. It's <laughs> I-, I have a hard time using anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's good. It, it, especially for for me, what I use it on. I mean, it because everybody's a little bit different. I do, and I get that. But from from the first bottle of wipeout I bought, I had a half gallon of a uh, ONR wash and wax. And I still have a half okay. gallon ONR wash and wax just sitting. Hey, cage closed. So, <laughs> yep. There you go. So let's move forward into the. So you're looking for more efficiency. You're looking to expand your profit margins. How in the world does a home brew keg come into this this mix? So, so for me, and and to get to get O and R to work in a rinseless setting without causing damage, I, I had to lay a, a decent pre soak. I mean, there's there's no other way around it for me. Pump spray okay. is garbage. Um, even you can go and you can put a tire chuck on a pump sprayer, and you can press pressure it up with compressed air, and it's you're still limited on, on size because of the size of the pump sprayers, but pressure, all that, the plastic, uh, I just had a bunch of issues with them left and right. And I was talking to a buddy of mine one day and he's like, man, you know, home brewing kegs are rated for higher pressure. It's like, huh? So, <laughs> so that's, yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was, I went on Craigslist, yeah, <laughs> bought a bunch of used ones. <laughs> Started putting stuff together and and I, I made a couple to to do a decent PSI. Um, parts started fitting so, right, uh, fitting started. So just real started, quick, go ahead. No, were you looking when when you decided to jump into this keg thing and get rid of your pump sprayers? Was it the PSI that you were looking for? So. It wasn't specifically the PSI at that point. It was also the um, 
how much how much liquid you could put in uh-huh. it because because i run everything off reels i, I always have so i was putting I mean, the, the pump sprayers I was carrying around, but the first keg I bought, no, I, I shoved that on a reel. Um, okay. And, and I just ran that from my trailer because I run a mobile detailing business from my trailer onto a reel to where I'm working. Okay. So because of my mind, I mean, that eliminates everything with the pump sprayer, carrying, pumping, everything. <laughs> So, uh, and again, I, I know a little bit about you and we've talked and I'm, I'm envisioning. So first of all, for anybody who's listening, go to Dave's YouTube channel and is it, uh, it's detail kegs, right? On YouTube. Yep. Okay. Go to the YouTube channel and watch his rinseless process. And (laughs) you, um, it's dude, I love your rinseless process. It's just super cool and super easy. Um, but I, I like, and I'm pretty sure I've seen pictures or videos at the back of your trailer. You don't do anything except for pull a hose out, right? You have everything on reels? Correct, yeah. The, the, the only thing, I guess I have two things I pull out. I pull out a steamer and I pull out an extractor. The extractor, I really need to put that on a reel. The steamer, I, I don't know of a way to put a steamer on a reel. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Or else, man, I would. (laughs) But as as far as your kegs are concerned, though, how many kegs do you have in the back of your trailer? So at any given time, it depends. Because also right now, too, my trailer is in in kind of a limbo because it was built as a prototype uh, six years ago. Um, Okay. To be a traditional wash trailer. So I still have water tanks in there. I have big generators in there, a uh, giant compressor. Got it. Um, so I kind of, I even have a, a pressure washer in there, but I don't have a pressure washer hose. <laughs> Got it. Okay. I'm, I'm just, yeah, I've, I've been too busy to, to, to cut out time to gut it and redo it. Um, with, with everything okay. going on right now, I'm, I'm really, really, really hoping to do that here really soon. But anyways, so it, it, it really depends. It, some, sometimes I've got like, sometimes it's just two kegs, um, just, just a wipeout and an F-bomb keg. Sometimes just a wipeout and, and a water keg. Sometimes I've got like seven, eight kegs back there. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then basically – for the efficiency part of it, um, let's just boil it down to say, let's say you've got three, maybe four different liquids. And on each one of those kegs, you can actually switch out the tips to get a foaming tip or a regular tip, or does that help with the efficiency also? So it, it again, it depends on, on how you're set up and it depends on the product itself too, because some products don't foam whatsoever. Um, Correct. But it, at the same time, too, it, it's in, in some cases, yeah, it, it, it's more time efficient to just switch out tips. But sometimes it's more efficient to wrestle two hoses. So it, it, it depends. You okay. know what I mean? So you'll have the same product, but you have two hoses. <laughs> Got it. So are, are they coming out of the same keg? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So you can have... 
just two or multiple hoses out of the same keg? So we offer a way, Detail Kegs offers a way to have two. But in, in theory okay. speaking, you can plumb it however you want and you can have as many hoses as you want. Um, you just you just okay. plumb it into a manifold and you distribute everything from that manifold. So if for what I'm saying is if you have a shop, uh, a pretty good sized shop, and you want to shove a, a, a large uh, capacity of wipeout f bomb whatever in in like a, a corner of the shop and run reels throughout the shop. You can do that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Got it. So let's just kind of. I don't necessarily mean let's back up a little bit, but let's from your perspective put into put into words for guys and gals that are listening right now as to where how do you think it would benefit people to have a keg and how does it improve their efficiency what are the the big selling points of it so i mean the the most common use form is is either a rinseless or a waterless pre-soak the that that alone helps your efficiency by by not having to move the car to go foam it traditional wash it whatever you can do you can wash the car in a garage in a warehouse in a shop the the runoff's going to be less than what you would receive driving the vehicle through a rainstorm and then parking it in the same spot <laughs> it's fairly minimal yeah. yeah from what i yeah from what i've seen it's fairly very, minimal. very minimal so that that right there is probably the the number one efficiency time saver is just that that rinseless waterless pre-soak be able to lay a nice consistent even pre-soak without moving the vehicle okay and from what i've seen um, and I've, I'm pretty sure I've heard you talk about this, but let's talk about liquid. Let's talk about the fact that, and, and I'm just throwing numbers out for number's sake, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of help me feel, feel this out for other people is let's say, for instance, I'm using a 32 inch spray bottle and I'm using that for my pre-soak. Let's just hypothetically say that I'm getting two vehicles out of that 32 with a keg can I get more vehicles out of the keg with the same amount of liquid? So, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a very valid question. Um, it possibly, I've, I've never measured down okay. to that fine, especially in that type of a waterless aspect, but we, we did just come out with a, a much finer waterless tip for I mean, basically for that specific reason, to to use less product and be able to disperse that more evenly throughout the panels. Um, okay. Because it, because I I guess I did do one video. It's I mean that's a super long three hour motion picture, but <laughs> that's, that's the picture. In that's that, the, that's I, the I movie. I love a two and a half gallon keg. And I put like 1.6 gallons in that keg. And at the end of the video, I 
I had the rest of the contents out and I had like three quarters of a gallon left. So three cars with three quarters of a gallon, whatever that equals out to be, it, give or take the same. <laughs> don't ask me to do math. I don't do math. I mean, like, like you're, you're almost splitting hairs there. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that I, I would think from a, an, what I would think from an efficiency standpoint is that since you have your liquid in a keg and it's pressurized and it's coming out at the same rate, so to speak, you've got to become more efficient by using a keg and by laying down less product. Right. Yeah. You, you definitely have less hot spots per se, if, if that's what you want to call them, um, where you have sure. more product in the center than you do outside of that inner circle. Uh, okay. And it's in, and then again, part of the efficiency is saving money. So if I'm using less product to do more cars, I'm naturally going to be saving money and becoming more efficient right. and more profitable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Your, your margins just naturally grow at that point. <laughs> they're, they're really hard not to. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing is that that's the thing that I want people to know about you and your process and the product, the detail keg that you have to offer is the fact that you're, you're pushing another product or pushing a more efficient product to help with not only the profitability, but the simplicity of it and the yeah, efficiency. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. And especially for mobile detailers. Yeah. Especially okay. super, super mobile details, guys that are like, like that are doing like uh, car shows, um, things like to that aspect where you're on foot, like you take a keg to one of those places and, and man, you're, you are set up. <laughs> so I, I know some people have asked me, I've never done it. I would like to do it, but here in my area, we have some smaller, oh, uh, some small museums. And I often think, man, what would it be like to be able to, to, to take a keg in or, you know, and, and go in and take care of the cars in these museums. That's, you have very, very, very small footprint and you're extremely efficient. Now in the movie, or you call it a motion <laughs> picture uh, <laughs> that you did on YouTube, uh, you actually had, what was, what size keg did you use when you did so the three two cars? Two and a half gallon. Two yep. and a half gallon. Okay. And you basically had that in a, like a bag and you would just carry yeah. the bag around. Yep. Yeah. And in that bag, I've got three 16 ounce bottles with me. I've got a container or a compartment for a bunch of towels. Like literally that's, that's a, a shop in a bag for, for something like a museum or something like that. Cause, cause all you're doing is dusting cars pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're not, you're not getting into the nitty gritty of actually detailing a, a, a soccer mom van or you know you're just basically you know prepping things to make them look nice and yep. preserve them a little yep. longer just that little bit of finesse uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so anything else that you want to add as far as let's say to someone who's an established mobile detailer that wants to become more efficient is there anything else you want to add or something that you didn't share about the kegs that would be beneficial for them to know? Um, 
I mean, I, don't know, I mean, I guess I get everybody does things differently, but there's, I mean, I haven't used a pressure washer in years, <laughs> and it's it's not because I don't get dirty things, right? I deal, I detail everything. <laughs> right, right. And there's, there's, um, and you and I can, we can talk about this all day long. Cause I think we're in the same arena on this, but even something extremely dirty can still be yep. rinseless washed. It's the technique that you use and the amount of time, the, the time, the effort and the technique, so to speak. And once you get that down to somewhat of a science, no, there's no worries. Once you get comfortable with it, it's, 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 like anything else it's like running a rotary it wets anything once once you get comfy with it once once you're at ease it you just get it done <laughs> so the, the, the one thing that i want that you and i've talked about i've watched you use are the amphibian towels so talk a little bit about those here in the sense of Get, letting people understand that towels yes. are tools like anything else. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just guessing that you would not walk out of your house with a couple 16 ounce spray bottles, a keg and just plain old towels from. Yeah. Wherever. So it, I mean, it, it, detailing when, when it comes to, to, to tools in general, it's no different than like, like mechanic tools, right? You have you have cheap tools at work, but you have cheap tools at work. <laughs> okay. Um, towels are no different. Like, like I use Costco towels by the box, but I use I use them as okay cheap tools, right? Because that's exactly what they are. They're they're fifty cents a towel. You you can't get another towel at that price for for what that towel is you you can exactly for what you're going to use, use it for it once and throw it away <laughs> you know because okay. i i use them for um basically those are my wheels wheel wells tires and those that's you. what i use them for sometimes i got you yeah I, I a lot of glass right right out of the bag um, after that, I, I wash them. Okay. And then they're used as whatever. I mean, I guess out of the bag too, I use them as coating towels as well. But, but okay. yeah, I, once okay. there's a coating towel, it goes in the garbage. <laughs> not going to try to salvage it. It's not it. worth your time, really. I mean, you, because I have, you, you can spend all day washing these towels, right? For, for how much is right. it going to cost you to go buy another box? <laughs> how much, how much, how much well, time are you going to save right there? I mean, yeah, for some guys it, it, it is worth it, but I guess, I guess to me, it's, it's really not. <laughs> well, cause in, exactly. in time is money, yep. you know that. And then you're going to spend, you're probably going to spend just as much in time uh, and you want to get down to the nitty gritty, you're going to have, you know, laundry soap, you're going to have water, you're going to have all that. And, you know, and you may not, you may always risk the fact that you're not going to get everything out exactly. of that towel anyway yeah. when you wash it. And it's, yeah, especially the dirty ones because you have to soak them when they're dirty. Like, 
It's just, it's, or, or you can, you can throw right. it in a washing machine, but you're going to have to run that washer like six times. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask you uh, another couple, uh, another few questions is one question I have is that, uh, and these are usually two questions that I ask everybody. One, what's the, the number one product that you can't live without? What's your number one go-to product that you can't live without? Every day, it's, you're using it every day. You're so fortunate to have it every day, so, and you just use it. Let me ask this question before I answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whose show is it? No, this is <laughs> – start asking me questions. No, go ahead. Is this a product or is this – Oh, hey, you brought it up. How about one so, of each? First of all, it's helper. <laughs> 100%. Really? Okay. I use that okay. my kegs. Um, it doesn't what I'm doing. I have one around my waist. Insides, outsides, it doesn't matter. Um, I've, I've used them okay. for a long, long, long time. They're, they're super quality products. They're awesome. Um, the next one... Man, that's kind of a tough one. Come on, you can do it. I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'd have to say fusion. <laughs> yeah. Fusion. The, the new yeah. American Detail Garage yeah. wipeout. <laughs> now you you so, have to elaborate. The reason being, because wipeout is awesome. It's it's an awesome product. Um, it has more lubricants in it. So it's, in my feeling anyways, that's more for your, your finessing jobs, your, your fine tuning jobs, your, your, your jobs that are overly dirty where fusion is, is okay. a better mix of clean and dirty. Cause it has more in it where we're like wipeout is an awesome okay. clay lube fusion can be a clay lube, but you have to dilute it a lot, a lot more um what just just to get the the lubrication and the same without the clay grabbing if that makes sense um understand yeah yeah so it would be it'd be fusion just just so i can shove that in okay in one single keg and (laughs) and literally do do a majority of my work so (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw this out here and i want to give i want you to give me your opinion on it so uh, here recently, I don't, uh, so I have wipeout in a 32. I have fusion in a 32 because I use that for my windows. Um, I put fusion in an IK sprayer. So what I've done, and I'm just, I'm just asking, see what you think, what your thought process is. I put wipeout in my bucket, correct? My rinseless bucket with my double flipped house. And then I foam a vehicle with my IK sprayer with the fusion in it. And then I go into my rinseless process. Yeah, you can do that. Um, I will say, though, with, with using fusion and with using wipeout uh, in, in my rinseless buckets, I personally do prefer fusion in my rinseless buckets for – a solid majority of my work. Really? The, okay. The stuff, 
I still use Wipeout to get the the lubricants, etc. Um, the reason being, okay, I feel that my my double flips stay cleaner longer in fusion. It's almost like I, I mean I'm not I'm no scientist I'm no chemist anything like that right but <laughs> well, come on we all are. <laughs> Well, I'm asking you this question, bro. <laughs> exactly. So in in my head, how, how it all works, it's almost like like wipeout goes to the, the dirt, surrounds the dirt, puts it in a bubble, and holds on to it. Where Fusion goes to the dirt, okay. takes it, strips it from wherever it's at, and throws it away. <laughs> ah. So, so now maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I need to put fusion in my bucket and do my pre-soak with my wipeout. Yeah, you can. Um, just to yeah, mix it up a little can. bit and see what happens. With, with wipeout, though, it's not going to foam. Just just a heads up. <laughs> no, no, I know. I already know that. Yeah, I already know that. But what I'm saying is that process, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, so, so a lot of stuff I've been doing – um, recently, just because I, I do have a dedicated rinseler keg, a 15 gallon on a on a 200 foot reel, um, is that's exactly okay. what I've been doing is pre soaking everything with wipeout, and I come back in with a fusion bucket, and I do my washing with that. Uh, okay. The, the results nice. seem like they're. I mean, as, as good as it's going to get with anything else, really. Um, so something that just kind of just kind of went into my head and I want to ask her real quick is it just for everybody else that's listening to is that you've mentioned more often than not during this episode that um, you've talked about reels you've talked about you know the length of hoses and stuff do you feel like do you lose working time the longer the hose or do you lose pressure the longer the hose or does everything stay so- intact and nice and tight where it belongs there's there's some sort of like physics law or something i don't remember what it is um but it it basically (laughs) says that that if if you put 10 psi so if let me start get start over if you have if you have 255 gigs with a pipe in the middle to connect them right if you put 10 psi on the liquid on top of one of those drums you're going to get 10 psi lift on the other one um, what I'm getting to is liquid doesn't compress like air does. So, so once you purge that hose, Got once it. that hose is full of liquid, it's there. You're, there's no pressure drop, anything like that, because it's, because the liquid it, it 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 can't go anywhere. It can't compress or anything like that. So the the longer hose okay. lengths really is just just for setup time because it. I mean, when, when I do fill my kegs, yeah, it does take some time. Don't get me wrong. I'm in there for maybe 45 minutes. But at the same time, that 45 minutes saves me from, from around with chemicals for weeks. <laughs> right, because you're not using all that liquid in a day. Tailgate, I, I literally, I grab a hose from a reel and I walk to my job. And there, there's, there's no start pressure washer there's no going back and grabbing this that's that's my setup and i'm ready to go there's because it 
even my my vacuum hose is on a reel because the vacuum is the worst. <laughs> I'm just going to start with everything that you have on a reel. I'm just going to start calling you the real deal because everything you own is on a reel. I love it. That's super cool. So now I'm asking, and I'm asking for anybody that's listening, sooner or later, we want to see your setup. I want to see a video of your setup. And I want to see you pulling reels and just see, you know, I want you to show everybody how simple this is and how efficient it is and what a keg can do for their business. Because I still think it's, you know, just super slick. It's a super way, a super cool way of doing things. And again, it, it eliminates all that. I don't know what you want to call it when you've been, you know, pulling uh, a pressure, uh, pressure, not a pressure, but if, if you're pulling a, spray you know bottle all day long you know there's got to be some fatigue in your hands and your wrists and you know it's got to be it's just got to be more efficient and now I know for a fact there's been days and I don't detail full-time but I know there's been days when I've actually had to go back to my truck and reload up on something because I either started the day with not enough in my 32 or I used everything that was in my yep. 32. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it would be, yeah, be super nice to have some a setup to where I don't have to worry about it for, you know. And you can always go back. Don't you have regulators on them to where you can always – you can go back and double-check everything before you start so, your day yeah, to know that you have everything in check? I have everything plumbed to a pretty good-sized compressor. And, I mean, just – just because of my hydraulic background, I, I hate leaks. <laughs> so, so nothing, okay. nothing leaks. Once, once everything's up and pressurized, it, it stays pressurized. Unless if I'm blowing a, an interior out or something like that on the compressor, then I'll go back and I'll shut off the, the line to all my kegs and, and reserve that pressure for later and just run the compressor. Got it. Got it. That's awesome. So is there anything else before we go, is there anything else that you want to share with say um, an established mobile detailer, anybody, anything that you want to share with a beginning detailer that might, you know, encourage them to do something different or to make a change now that they're getting started. Um, What word of advice for you would you have for people at this point that you would give to them um, about how to either get started or how to become more efficient in the detailing industry. What's, what's something that you, you have that you can offer besides (laughs) something else that you already have. (laughs) So the, my one word of advice would be to buy a tripod. (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) And okay, set up here we your go. camera here we go. and record yourself detail and go back and study those videos because you'll you'll start seeing right off the bat where you're just burning time. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, okay. So, that's interesting. Because that's yeah, that's absolutely. I, that's what I started doing, which which really started this whole rabbit trail of, of everything. But if, if you think about it too, like like Per se, I mean, I, I get paid the details, so that makes quotation marks a professional detailer, right? The, you you go into oh, to LeBron, yeah, okay. which is a professional bank, 
player. He's watching his games every night. <laughs> he's he's studying those films. He's, it's no yeah at all. You know what I mean? I mean it is. It's it's completely different, but it's the same concept. <laughs> well, yeah, and it is. It is. It's a great. It's a great concept and a great word of advice for people to to actually watch yourself and see what you're doing. You know, like for me, mine would be like some slapstick <laughs> comedy circus when you would be watching me because I'd be like oh, tripping man. over my own feet. Oh, I, I, have, I have many, many videos of, of that, of, of picking up my vacuum and the legs falling apart, the hose going down the driveway, like just dumb stuff. It's like, Oh, you got to fix that. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Here's, here's a minute and a half and you're putting this vacuum back together. Like, <laughs> I understand. Yep, absolutely. So, well, Dave, listen, thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Um, thank you for sharing a little bit about your story and sharing about the kegs. Um, I'm sure there's people out there that, that want to know more. Um, so all I can say at this point is, again, thank you so much for your time. And thank you for thank sharing you the shine it. with us today. And, um, hey, you know what? It's been a pleasure. Always – it's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're such a cool oh, dude. And you've you. got, you're so full of information. And, uh, but uh, at this point, we're going to end this episode and right I look on. forward Have to talking day, to you man. soon in the future. Talking with you. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye.